Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. If you really Welcome back, Expert Ownership, and we have Eric in the studio with us, which is amazing. We always love having him here from Colorado. It's been fall in Colorado, so now you, yeah. some people are listening to this in the summer, but what's it look like in Colorado oh, right now? man, I'm telling you, the bluest skies you'll ever see, and then the most amazing gold color from those aspen trees. Uh, it's truly amazing. Uh, and you know what? It's super clear. There's no humidity like there is here in Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. It's kind of hazy. It is, but, but beautiful but, here. But still beautiful yeah, here, beautiful. but there's still a touch of the haze it's one of the things i love whenever the fall rolls in is the humidity goes away and you can see almost like the panels of the skyscraper windows right from gosh we're 25 miles from the city and i can see the skyscrapers and they're beautiful it's really cool not near as beautiful as the aspen trees but we want to talk about clarity today clarity in business and how important it is and it's interesting and this is kind of a weak example, but it's what I'm dealing with right now. I'm 47 years old, and for the first time, I'm reading Pilgrim's Progress to my youngest son. I've yeah. gone through all my kids. He's my fifth, and I had to get glasses. Mm -hmm. I had to put – I'm like, Dick, come, I can't even see. I'm holding it far away as far as I possibly can. <laughs> and then I was in a uh, restaurant with my wife, and the lighting was too dim, and I could not read the menu. And I'm like, what is this? I'm like doing my taking a picture of the menu and then blowing it up on my phone. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So uh. I understand clarity, but it's way more than that in business. And because sometimes in business, when we're just not really clear or even not even in business, maybe it's a relationship. You're just not really clear where it's headed or maybe it's you're speaking mm -hmm. and you're not sure exactly what the Lord wants you to speak about or whatever it may be. Getting clarity is so vitally important because when it's clear, people can see the vision. Right. They can run with it. Right. So, Eric, I want you to tease this out. You have yeah. an amazing teaching on this. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to go martial arts for a second. So, Let's go. Uh, my history is in, in Japanese traditional martial arts, karate, Shotokan. And there's a really interesting word in, in Japanese for vision. There's kan and there's ken. And con, if I don't switch these, con is the surface of something. When you see something quickly and you see the surface of it, but ken is seeing down into the depths of something. Is so, that K-I-N or K-E-N? Well, they're all transliterations. Okay, okay so got it. I don't okay. know. But so the, con and ken. Con and ken, this is what it sounds like, right? Ken uh, is seeing in. in into something, in. and con is just seeing the surface of something. On. And so, yeah, exactly. So when, you, when we perceive something, when we're trying to gain clarity, sometimes we forget to look deeply and we look more quickly. And, and this is important because we can respond to the way something looks to us in the moment and actually miss the big picture of what's going on. We use that analogy of I miss the forest for the trees. We use lots of different things about vision. And, and if you internalize it, you start to realize, actually, it's a really key strategic discipline to keep our vision clear. It's like mm -hmm. cleaning the windshield on the car regularly. You know, yes. and if you're on a long drive, you know, bit by bit by bit, the bugs and the stuff. Oh, yeah. on, right. But hey, then when you clean it. Can I say something about yeah. that real quick? Yeah. Do you know what you call a snake on a windshield? Dead? 
a windshield viper. That's the dumbest <laughs> oh, thing. That's terrible. That's like uh, that's young Luca Zavala told me that. Joke. That's actually pretty good though. I did a volleyball game. Yeah, I'm gonna use that. Yeah, I, am. I forget how old he is. He's like five or six. Yeah, he's like seven. What a kid! But it's almost like a dad joke. It's pretty good though. Right? It is. It is. Okay, okay so keep going. You just viper. you just interrupted him. Okay, so Man, now the yeah. bugs are hitting your windshield. Right. You're on a long trip, and we don't notice bit by bit by bit that our vision is dimming. Um, and then we clean it off. We're like, wow, that's great. I just want to say that, you know, when you think about vision, we want to think about how often am I looking deeply? Some people look too deeply and that's all they do. And they don't come back up to mm. the surface. So we want to think we about call that analysis paralysis. Exactly. Yeah, that the is the exactly type of person that, that's really good at writing the 80 page business plan, yeah. but terrible at it. Execution. And they never do business. any, <laughs> they have 10 of them, <laughs> that's right. right? Right. But no business. So Khan and Ken think surface and, and depth. So ultimately, when we're talking about a, a business owner, one of the problems that comes up is they have a lot of ideas and they have, as we were talking about in the podcast before, lots of input. If we minimize our input and we're very strategic about it, like what we do with what we get, then we start to polish the lens and we start to get very, very clear. So think of the sun, you know, generating all this energy that comes to the earth and it warms the earth but then think of a magnifying glass and it takes that same energy and it focuses and you can you can burn a leaf you can you can start a fire with it so it's the same amount of energy the difference is the focus and what i like to say is that focus is about continuity of thought okay if you think of this there's there's different ways to do it, but i'm going to use a musical example if you think of an instrument that just starts to play a song and then stops you really don't even know what the song is. Now I know there's some '80s music. Oh yeah, that we would know from the first note. Journey, right? OMD, exactly. I'm now my head is filling okay. with these songs. Okay, sorry, so, no, no, it's great. But ultimately, right? If it doesn't flow, we don't get the song. Right. And I want people to think of their focus in in terms of flow. If I'm constantly being interrupted, then there's no flow, there's no song, there's no continuity, there is no, in this case, there's no really clear focus. And therefore, each new idea is kind of like starting over. Mm. Because, you know, God is not the author of confusion. He wants us to be in the flow of the ideas and to bring them to conclusion. But if we're constantly being distracted, then it's kind of like we're starting over and over and over. And it's this disruption. And that makes us anxious. That tends to invite some fear into us. So when a business owner says, Eric, I've got all these great ideas, I'll, I'll usually say, would you diagram your business for me right now? Oh, I'll show you my business plan or I can show you. Nope, I don't want that. I just want you to take a second on a whiteboard or whatever and just diagram your business. Just help me see your business. It's surprising how many people find that very hard to do mm-hmm. because the way they conceptualize their business is very, it's very disjunct. It's broken. So we don't have that flow and that continuity. Think of it like a movie. If the movie doesn't take you from one logical scene to the next logical scene, then after a little bit, we're like, this is crazy. I don't even know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people wind up feeling that way. And so then what they do is they never look deep anymore. And they just go to to the shallow, to the surface. And then they're climbing the ladder, so to speak. And what I want to say is 1 Corinthians 3.13, every man's work will be tested by fire. Mm. So be careful how you build. We can't build on any foundation but that which has already been laid in Christ. We don't want to climb the ladder to get to the top of the wrong building. Mm. Because we're like, yeah. climb the ladder, climb the ladder. I did it, I did it, this rung, this rung. And it's like, whoa, you didn't look deeply. Yeah. You were only on the surface. We because don't want you to. were so distracted all the time. I can exactly. see this with, with kids, yeah. you know, and, and I can see this even in our own lives at times, but especially this next generation where 
they're so distracted with the, the social media and the videos, and it's just this incessant consumption. Right. When do you focus? It's like I, I talk to my kids, and especially my boys. One's out of college now. Another one's still in college. And he's like, Dad, I, I just kind of feel a little bit anxious. I said, well, because I exactly. said, walk me through your morning routine. Oh, I'm, I can pick it perfect. apart right that's there. I'm like, perfect. boom, you need yeah. focus. Yeah. You got, you've got a distraction addiction right now. We need yeah. to eliminate that. We yeah. need to really focus in. And so what you're saying is continuity of thought actually eliminates the anxiety. It brings yeah. clarity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like basically having information indigestion because we're horking down and not chewing. Yeah. It's like, so I got a bite of the food, but don't just swallow like an anaconda. You know, like, <laughs> Information <laughs> indigestion. That is so yeah. good. Now chew it. Take, stop. I have to stop eating to chew. Yeah. You know, I can't take another bite and I need to chew that. And that processing then is, is now that is becoming, I don't know, the technical term is probably like bioavailable. It's good for my body now. I, it's breaking down in my mouth and it goes into my digestive system and it's useful for energy. But if we're just taking bites and, and swallowing without chewing, um, then we're not going to have that continuity and it doesn't become actionable. Yeah. And it can become, like you said, like a type of addiction it is. where we're just wanting more. You know, because we're never really satisfied. I mean, if you think about that, right. right? When we're when we lose focus, it means because it means that we are hopping to a new thing, and instead of you know the scripture that says, "Behold, I make all things new." Yes, it's not I make all new things. Yeah, I don't. It's not that God is giving us a new trinket all the time. He's saying I'm giving it the quality that it should have when it was created originally. Well. Think about that for a marriage. I was literally about Come to on. say that. Come I can on. see that in marriage. Yeah. I mean, that's the very thing. It's like you think you need a new thing. Right. He says, I'll make all things new. Hang yeah, in there. That's right. Hang in there. It's the quality of newness, not the chronology of newness. And so when you think of continuity of thought and focus, how do I think really clearly? How do I apply myself in a way that is flowing? It is knowing where did I come from? What is that cycle and sequence of what God's been saying to me? Where am I now? Where do I think that I'm going? So if I'm always bringing the information back into the story, so to speak, then what I can do is organize it in a context. When I have a context, I have really good meaning. Now I'm balancing between seeing deeply and seeing the surface and seeing deeply and seeing the surface. And that's really what we're supposed to be doing is engaging what God gives us on multiple levels. Because if we don't ever go deep, then we're probably climbing the wrong ladder. If we stay deep, then we're not climbing anything. We're just, you know, at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. And I like the way Andy Stanley says it with vision. He says, the clearer the vision, the fewer the options, the easier the decision. So say that again, say it again. The clearer the vision, the the fewer the options, the easier the decision. So and when I say easier the decision, it's the wiser the decision. That's actually the, the technical quote. But it, it is true because I think about clarity and simplicity. They go hand in hand and they're cyclical. Mm-hmm. The clearer it is that you can see ahead to what you want to accomplish, the more simple it's going to be for you to make decisions today on what you're going to ingest. Absolutely. In terms of, yeah, there's certain people you, you shouldn't follow on social media because that's not going to lead you to that goal that you've got. Yeah. You know, my wife and I do a lot of marriage stuff. So obviously I do follow a few marriage people. I read a few marriage books or whatever Sure. because I have a very clear vision in my mind of what I want my life to look like with her in terms of what we do. So I just think clarity and simplicity is something that's, mm. that's uber important. And, and like what you said at the beginning, 
somebody who's not very clear on that, they end up being the the eighty page mm-hmm. business plan person because there's no simplicity. Yeah, I mean, you need you need the simplicity of thought. It's you you call it something a little bit different, but it's simplicity of thought. It's like I just need to think very simple. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's deep and fast. I, I got two mm-hmm. practical things about this practically in our lives. One of the things that we try to practice is selective ignorance. Mm-hmm. I don't have to know about everything in the news. Yes. Right? I, I can ingest just a little bit on what I need to. Yep. I don't have to always. Now, I do pay very close attention to where the worldview, biblical worldview, and sure. these other things apply. Sure. I mean, it applies to everything, but specifically if it's under attack. Mm-hmm. So selective ignorance is one. But also... The windshield, quite often when you're driving and you've got windshield time, it's mm-hmm. just brainless time where you just put on a podcast or you're listening to music or mm-hmm. talk radio or whatever. I have started to turn it off and I think, yes. like God, like what what specifically do you want to speak to me or what did I read this morning or is there a podcast that I can put on double speed at, you know, yep, be yep. done in 15 minutes and I can have the final 15 minutes to think about what I just heard. Right. That has been huge for me. Right. And I've gotten to the point to where I prefer nothing on in the car at all. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll usually hit a podcast and I love Tony Evans. I love his yeah. podcast yeah. just because he's just so kingdom. Yeah. It doesn't. But then of course I love expert ownership. I Come love on. here. Come that's on. right. <laughs> but when I'm talking about practically the theology into biography, so that's the yeah. two things that I'm doing. I'm hitting some theology, but I'm also doing biography. Yeah. How's this apply in the marketplace? Yeah. And so listen to that, but then turn everything off and you've got five minutes left and now you can really think about it. Mm-hmm. And you can say, How do how would I communicate this? And here's the final piece. Speak it to the windshield. Mm. How would you communicate it in front of an audience? That would be, it's That's so great. good. I have done that. I literally practice speaking. Yes. I'm speaking, like, how would I communicate this? And I'll get rolling and I'll realize I have a broken thought. I haven't thought this all the way through. There Perfect. is something about yeah. verbalizing your thoughts. Yes. That, you know, David and I, we've written six books, actually written eight books, published six of them. But there is a, there's a little bit of a rule that any good publisher will tell you or editor that once you've written something, mm. you need to go back and read it out loud. Because when you read it out loud, if it doesn't flow, it won't flow for the reader. That's it. Do you know what I'm saying? That's it. Now, That's... you can, I, I've done this. I've read a paragraph without reading it out loud, and I've just read it. Yeah, right? yeah. And I'm like, oh, that is perfect. Yes, yes. And then I'm like, honey, come here. I want to read you this paragraph. That <laughs> exactly. I just wrote, and I'll read it to her, and then I'll be like, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shoot. I'll come right back. Okay, hold <laughs> hang on, on. Hang on. <laughs> so it is something about verbalizing yes. that helps you gain clarity. Exactly. And so there have been times before where I've been in situations where, where I've you know gone through tough times mm-hmm. and been alone in the car like what David was saying and literally prayed and yes. praying out loud absolutely and man you're just you're speaking it into the air and it helps you gain clarity into where you are where God is leading and uh, and and again I, I come back to saying clarity and simplicity mm-hmm. the more simple your life the more simple things are in your head the clearer you're going to see yeah and the and less the, anxiety you have and the clearer you that's see right. the more simple you live it's true it's true you know in the martial arts they say to the master there are few options but to the beginner there are many options mm. you're like that's well, good. what do you do if you know and it's like well it really depends on what really is happening because once things are really you know like serious and you now know the situation, there's really not a hundred moves to do. 
there may be like one or two. And it's why people who are trained appear to be faster than people who aren't trained. And mm. they probably could measure this and see there's some reflex change in the, in the time and the synapse and all that. But really it's that the menu is simpler. Mm-hmm. You know, the beginner to any skill thinks there's a hundred different things to do, but the pro in that skill who's been diligent knows in this situation, there's only one thing to do. And I think that's part of what's missing even in the culture from the, the gift of masculinity to our culture mm-hmm. is this kind of decisiveness instead of like, well, it could be this and well, it could be that. I think that the culture is starved for the masculine king energy to go, it's this. It doesn't mean we're right. It doesn't mean, you know, I don't want anybody to take that too far, but the idea of kind of infinite optionality is just not from God. That's not yeah. the way God operates. It's like the uh, Cheesecake Factory uh, menu. Oh my, it's like 30 pages. Oh yeah. Now <laughs> you go there obviously for the cheesecake, but man, there's just so many options compared to the Five Guys Burgers and Come Fries on. menu. Hey, <laughs> yes. listen, I have to shamelessly plug my good buddy Josh Smith's new book, The Tightest 10. The Tightest 10. You know, like Titus in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Foundations yeah. for Godly Manhood. He, he actually oh. says- Is this Josh from Yeah, Josh Liberty? Smith from Liberty. Yeah. Okay. I remember he gave me 60 bucks right before my wedding and a pair of <laughs> Calvin Klein boxer briefs. No, what kind of dumb question is that? <laughs> but my buddy, Josh, he, he's the pastor of a, a big old Baptist church in Atlanta. And, you know, he talks about the 10 foundations for godly manhood out of the book of Titus. And his, one of his taglines is that being a godly man does not come passively. In other words, you have That's to right. actively pursue this. So this is kind of what we're talking about right yeah. now. You know, even by the way, if you want to get his book, go to Amazon, hook him up. He's an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. But I, that, I had no idea I was even going to plug that, but I wanted to plug it just because there's such clarity with the tightest. And here are 10 things, yes. 10 simple foundations. Yes. If you want to be a godly man and, and it's, you can't be passive about it. Mm-hmm. You have to actually get clarity you have to pursue the diligence to say, I'm turning the radio off. I'm not going to incessantly take in news. I'm not going to incessantly, like, honestly, yes. if you want to play fantasy football, that's great. But that is not going to help your wife love you better. Yeah. Is it, and fu- that, is it fuel or is it fun? That, yeah. And sometimes yeah. there's fun. You got to have some sure, fun. You got to, sure. you got to disconnect, but you just got to really pay close attention. People yeah. go, David, Jason, I want to take you golfing. Well, what we chose early on was we were not going to golf because that was the natural way for us so, to go yeah. when we if got you, out. of. If you count driving, that's a five-hour commitment. Yeah, and it's a lot of money. Oh. But but the thing is, is we got out of baseball, and it's just like that was what you did. Yeah. You get out, you start golfing, you you know, yeah. you know, just kind of do that. And in business, I can see having business meetings mm-hmm. on the golf mm-hmm. course. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But I chose to lay it down because I we had kid after kid after sure. kid after kid. And I was like, I have to lay something down. Yep. So if that means you have to lay down fantasy football, or if that means you have to lay down something, yeah. it's okay. It is. Just get focused it is. and, and, and let's, let's, let's have continuity of thought so we can have some, some time to ourselves to where God can really hone the message that he wants us to get from the word, from good godly podcasts, from our pastors, That's from the right. other people that we're connecting with so that we can then be a blessing. And say it out loud. I feel like it's just like the uh, 
the Holy Spirit is like the magnet and we're the iron filings. And when we're in his presence, stuff gets lined up. And sometimes ushering that in is saying that stuff out loud. Yeah. You know, like you just said, it's just like getting it out there. And it's like, you can feel the clarity. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not just a mental idea. It's a feeling, like you said, the anxiety yeah. goes away. And that's what's available to all of us. Yeah. You know? And you know, the, 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 they have tied stress to the number of decisions you have to make on a daily basis. Come on. Like the more decisions that you have to make, the more stressed you are. Decision fatigue. Yeah, that's right. It that's is it. decision that's fatigue. It. And so you need to eliminate that. And so that's why I love in our book, Expert Ownership, when we start talking about establishing your mission and vision. Yes. David and I boil it down to one sentence. Yes. And we actually had this as a mission and vision for us when we first started our, our business back in 2003. And it was very simple. We want to be financially free so that we can speak and write. That was a personal mission yes. and vision for us. Now, obviously, our corporate one was a little bit different than that, sure, but, sure. but our personal one. So we knew where we were going if we could get financial freedom. We knew that we were going to get there. And we just kept that. And, you know, seven years later, we made it. Mm. And so, but that's what happens with clarity of thought comes simplicity of decisions. Yes. So that we can actually go faster, longer. Perfect. And that's, that's how you win a race. That's how you win in business. So that's how you gain clarity in your business. All right. So we got to do own it or loan it. All right. Let's do it. I think I got one, but it doesn't have anything to do with clarity. Well, it doesn't have to do anything but with it, clarity. But it's, it's, it's what's just, happening in our generation. I just want to say, okay. Are you going to get all serious on Own it or loan us? it. What? You're going to get serious on us? No. Oh. Own it or loan it. Baseball hats in church. <laughs> oh. Now, oh. when we were kids, oh, dad would have smacked that off our heads. Yeah. Do we still use the word Sunday shoes? Sunday uh, shoes. Yeah. Kind Come of. On, that's back. your Sunday. That's your church that, globe. That, right. I mean, they don't allow it in the military. You got to take your hat off out of out of a matter of respect. But I, I also see. Know I got a good a part, one. It's oh, a part so. of you know. It's a part of people's outfits. Oh. And there, but there are certain young people that are wearing the hat. They've never been taught. Oh, that's yeah. they never it's were true. taught. So I don't look down on them or anything. No, yeah. I'm not saying you're looking down on people, dude. I'm just saying own it or loan it. Well, baseball me, hats indoors. In a in church in, a, in church in church or in a inside a restaurant. Oh, I don't know, man. I pass on it, dude. You're uh, such a coward. I'm gonna, take a I'm stand. gonna I'll take a stand. I'll loan it. I'll loan it. You know what? I feel like a little bit more decorum, a little less familiarity. I agree. A little bit more just honor and respect could do yep. all of us some yep. good. So I tell yeah, my boys, take your hats yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Your hair looks awful, yeah. but take your hat yeah. off. Yeah. And I it, look, I'm not dogmatic about it. There's plenty of young kids that don't take their hats off, and that's totally fine. It's just I see these adults rolling in now. It's the gesture. And it looks cool. Yeah, it's And just, they got their hat on. And I'm like, yeah, no, you look great. But, you know, yeah. the gesture of taking your hat off, yeah. really? Yeah. It's almost like, is it the Chinese that always bow to you? They're, yeah, they're sure, so exactly. humble. Yeah, yeah. And even meeting uh, the, the folks from India, they, yeah. they're so stinking humble. And the way yeah. they look you in the eye and they right. try to posture themselves below you, it's like, wow, that is... It's really it, it is. It's very nice. There's and there's an outward example of the internal atmosphere. And I just feel like respect is a is a key. Mm, Whatever like way it. we show it. Okay, there we go. How about clarity on that, suckers? Yeah. Jason, you are such a gutless coward. Listen, <laughs> if you want somebody to take a stand, don't ask Jason to do it. All right. But what we can do at Expert Ownership is help you with your business. That's so right. Come and join Owner Suite or jump into our master coaching. Do it. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe our podcast. We really appreciate you guys being on with us. And we do, do want to send a quick thank you shout out to our podcast sponsor, Christian Healthcare Ministries. They are absolutely rocking. Super clarity right there. Expertownership.com slash CHM. In the meantime, until we see you next week.
always choose impact over income. But if you can get both, get it. Go get them. See ya. I've been really, really feeling it. Feeling it. Gotta bust a move, watch out.